This lesson is for Sunday, January 21, 2024. Subject, Life. Golden Text, 2 Samuel. God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. Responsive Reading, Psalm. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. He delivered me from my strong enemy, and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, have he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For by thee I have run through a troop and by my God have I leaped over a wall. It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. The Bible, Psalm The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in that time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Numbers and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and said unto them, Get you up this way southward, and go up into the mountain, and see the land, what it is and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And they returned from searching 
of the land after forty days. And they went and came to Moses. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us. And surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephana, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephana, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Deuteronomy And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am an hundred and twenty years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord hath said. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua, and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, 
Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. Joshua. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Isaiah. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. First Peter Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, settle you. Isaiah, for thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. God alone is man's life. There is no power apart from God. The supposed laws which result in weariness and disease are not his laws, for the legitimate and only possible action of truth is the production of harmony. Laws of nature are laws of spirit, but mortals commonly recognize as law that which hides the power of spirit. Divine mind 
rightly demands man's entire obedience, affection, and strength. No reservation is made for any lesser loyalty. Obedience to truth gives man power and strength. Submission to error superinduces loss of power. We cannot fathom the nature and quality of God's creation by diving into the shallows of mortal belief. We must reverse our feeble flutterings, our efforts to find life and truth in matter, and rise above the testimony of the material senses, above the mortal to the immortal idea of God. These clearer, higher views inspire the godlike man to reach the absolute center and circumference of his being. Moral and spiritual might belong to spirit, who holds the wind in his fists, and this teaching accords with science and harmony. In science, you can have no power opposed to God, and the physical senses must give up their false testimony. Your influence for good depends upon the weight you throw into the right scale. The good you do and embody gives you the only power obtainable. Evil is not power. It is a mockery of strength, which ere long betrays its weakness and falls never to rise. We walk in the footsteps of truth and love by following the example of our master in the understanding of divine metaphysics. Christianity is the basis of true healing. Whatever holds human thought in line with unself-love receives directly the divine power. It has been demonstrated to me that life is God and that the might of omnipotent spirit shares not its strength with matter or with human will. The struggle for truth makes one strong instead of weak, resting instead of wearying one. In reality, the more closely error simulates truth, and so-called matter resembles its essence, mortal mind, the more impotent error becomes as a belief. The broadest facts array the most falsities against themselves, for they bring error from undercover. It requires courage to utter truth, for the higher truth lifts her voice, the louder will error scream until its inarticulate sound is forever silenced in oblivion. Moral courage is the lion of the tribe of Judah, the king of the mental realm. Free and fearless, it roams in the forest. Undisturbed, it lies in the open field or rests in green pastures beside the still waters. In the figurative transmission from the divine thought to the human, diligence, 
promptness and perseverance are likened to the cattle upon a thousand hills. They carry the baggage of stern resolve and keep pace with highest purpose. There is too much animal courage in society and not sufficient moral courage. Christians must take up arms against error at home and abroad. They must grapple with sin in themselves and in others and continue this warfare until they have finished their course. If they keep the faith, they will have the crown of rejoicing. Never tell the sick that they have more courage than strength. Tell them rather that their strength is in proportion to their courage. If you make the sick realize this great truism, there will be no reaction from overexertion or from excited conditions. A mental state of self-condemnation and guilt or a faltering and doubting trust in truth are unsuitable conditions for healing the sick. Such mental states indicate weakness instead of strength. You must utilize the moral might of mind in order to walk over the waves of error and support your claims by demonstration. If you are yourself lost in the belief and fear of disease or sin, and if knowing the remedy, you fail to use the energies of mind in your own behalf, you can exercise little or no power for others' help. First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. When we realize that immortal mind is ever active and that spiritual energies can neither wear out nor can so-called material law trespass upon God-given powers and resources, we are able to rest in truth, refreshed by the assurances of immortality opposed to mortality. That man does not pay the severest penalty who does the most good. By adhering to the realities of eternal existence, instead of reading disquisitions on the inconsistent supposition that death comes in obedience to the law of life and that God punishes man for doing good, one cannot suffer as a result of any labor of love, but grows stronger because of it. Mind science teaches that mortals need not be weary in well-doing. It dissipates fatigue in doing good. Giving does not impoverish us in the service of our maker, neither does withholding enrich us. We have strength in proportion to our apprehension of the truth, and our strength is not lessened by giving utterance to truth. A cup of coffee or tea 
is not the equal of truth, whether for the inspiration of a sermon or for the support of bodily endurance. Let us feel the divine energy of spirit bringing us into newness of life and recognizing no mortal nor material power as able to destroy. Let us rejoice that we are subject to the divine powers that be. Such is the true science of being. Here now are our three daily duties by Mary Baker Eddy as given in the church manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day, Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to duty. It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works, he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, page 442. Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. Thank you for listening and let some truth from the lesson help you make it a great day. You may visit our website plainfieldcs.com for more information.